0: Bienvenidos to Farm Chica's second podcast, From PhD to Prepper. Come learn how any budget can support a prepper mindset. Wow, hasn't 2020 brought out all the hidden preppers inside of us? Wow, it's really reminded us through death, destruction, and isolation why being prepared is so critical. Before you create your bug out plan, I want to share some everyday tips on survival. Welcome to Farm Chica, the podcast dedicated to providing a holistic model for promoting sustainable lifestyles and ways to engage in traditional methods of homesteading. Join me, Renee Delgado Riley, a native-born New Mexican, as I share how I respect Mother Nature through easy-to-apply tips that anyone can do. Through this podcast, I hope to inspire you to tap into your ancestral roots and live a more traditional, Simple life that focuses on sustainability and respect to the earth. So, join me as I share 20 to 30 minute tips that anyone can do. Well, after reading One Second After, a novel by William Forstenson describing a societal collapse due to an electromagnetic pulse, aka an EMP, which is when a nuke is detonated over the atmosphere and it knocks out all power systems and electronics. It follows a widower who struggles to survive in a world without power and the breakdown of the supply chain. This day series, which really inspired me to think about societal collapse, was different than any other post-apocalyptic series. And the reason why is this story could theoretically come true. Look at California today. Power companies are shutting off power for fire prevention. People are going without power due to wildfires due to hurricanes and different natural disasters. Political differences are being met on our streets, and 2020 has demonstrated that the severe breakdown in the supply chain can happen, and why preparation is so key. So 2020 has given us more reasons why being prepared can help, especially when we run out of toilet paper, as we did earlier this year. Yikes, remember January and early February of 2020? Dang, that seems like forever ago, right? Before it felt like our society was about to implode. Well, ambiguity is no joke for humans. We do not thrive during uncertain times or being isolated during quarantine. From COVID to protests, rioting, destructive wildfires, and now political disputes and challenges, everyone is ready for 2021. However, I hate to break the news, but likely we're in for a long journey to even come close to what our world was like before 2020. I have to say, though, us preppers get a bad reputation. No, I don't wear a tinfoil hat, sling an AR-15 on my shoulder, or believe in crazy conspiracy theories. However, I do secretly daydream about surviving in a post-apocalyptic world killing zombies. (laughs) Haha, <laughs> damn, doesn't Zombie Lamb make it look so cool? Aim for the brain, aim for the brain. The truth is, preppers look like us. Quietly, we are stocking up on our extra shelf space with essentials, food, and then learning some new skills. Prepping became our way of life because we wanted to be prepared for the unexpected and wanted to have resources stockpiled in case we experienced a personal disaster. But really, for me, it was much simpler than that. It was just getting back to a more traditional way of living off the land and becoming more self-reliant and self-sufficient. There are a lot of reasons people prep and we're always happy to share in the wealth of knowledge. Surviving the first 72 hours. Food, food, food. Well, if I haven't scared you enough, let's talk about sheltering in place or at least creating your stockpile of food. And water. Um, It's important to think about the places in your house that you can actually store these things and a lot of us don't have a lot of room so let's think creatively about some ideas. Um, We don't want to be tripping over ravioli cans or any kind of soup when um, you have guests over but under the bed is also a great place with some of those rollaway storage boxes or using luggage that would fit under your bed, you can store canned goods and other essentials in there. Um, Behind things in deep cabinets, um, bookshelves or kind of cubicle shelves or anything in your garage, those totes and bins that they sell at Costco or kind of any home improvement store, those are great for stacking in the garage. So now that we've talked about possible places to store all that food that you're buying let's talk about some things that are easy to store away and that like have a very long shelf life so obviously rice and beans are really big as we saw early on in 2020 didn't we notice when we went to Costco or all those grocery stores the shelves were pretty much picked clean of rice and beans and the reason is they have a long shelf life and they last um uh, pretty long, as well as they're pretty versatile in terms of ingredients for multiple meals. That you can add some starchy carbs as well as some protein to other things, and so those are really great shelf stable items. Also, something we don't often think about if you're not gluten free. Obviously, I don't do this, but uh, pasta is also withstands quite a bit of time. And then, of course, the typical canned fruit veggies and tuna, and canned chicken, and all the things um, that you can buy on the canned food aisle. Also, people don't think about sweeteners and other kinds of condiments that you want to add to your food, unless you're like me and you don't do salt. um, You might want to have salt, sugar, herbs, honey um, to sweeten things. Peanut butter has a long shelf life. Um, That's also really packed with good fats and protein for you jams and jellies are also really great you can do peanut butter and jelly sandwich um also having flour and the typical things to bake with like flour sugar and salt you can buy large bags of flour at costco or sam's club for pretty good price um, that lasts a while on the shelf and when we're talking about uh food storage um These are really great um, items to have that you can get at any grocery store and Costco. But when we talk about foods that last years, sometimes generation, there's a lot of food options out there um, labeled survival food. So like the typical things that the military provides are the MREs. Um, meals ready to eat is what it stands for. However, if you've ever eaten an MRE, they're not very tasty. And a lot of our backpackers out there know that Mountain House Foods also offers some kind of MRE light things that you usually just add water to. Well, actually Mountain House has really improved their taste and flavors. And so Mountain House Food is a really great option for buying longer term storage survival foods that usually just require water and don't usually require energy um, to eat. Um, another one that I actually bought was a 30-day survival food from Legacy Foods. Um, it's an online um, option. You can buy it. They, If you sign up on their email listserv, you can actually get coupons, and um, I got quite a bit a 30-day supply for less than $200, and that's going to last at least 30 years, if not more. Um, Augustine Farms is also a really good option. They're a little on the lower price end, um, ma- mainly because their taste isn't that great, but you can always add your herbs and seasoning there. But you can even find this at Walmart. I've seen this on some of the aisles. They have a 30 day survival food for about a hundred bucks, so it's a lot cheaper than legacy food, but it's definitely not going to taste as well. Those usually come in pretty nice packaging where they're easy to throw on a shelf in the garage or um, at the bottom of your closet with the rest of your shoes. So those are really good options there. Um, Also for you all at home crafters, uh, canning is a great way to can your goods. Um, I will do a future podcast on Canning 101, but canning is an option of kind of storing things from your garden, making pickles out of things or Just uh, making jams and jellies out of some of your fruit harvest. So, those are some really good options there. Also, sometimes people forget about dehydrating and drying things. Our ancestors used to sun dry and dehydrate things all the time using a little bit of salt. They would salt their meats and let them dry or smoke them. So, there's options there. Um, You can also dehydrate veggies, and um, what you can do is you can put those in the freezer for longer term storage once they're dried. The thing we don't often think about when we're thinking about survival and prepping is how do we cook the food well obviously if you get the ready-to-eat meals and the longer-term storage usually it's just adding water to those and you can eat them right out of the packaging however for a longer-term scenario weeks at a time there's only so many of those ready-to-eat meals that you can eat and you probably want to ration those things so start thinking about ways that you would cook without any power Um, And in order to cook, you need some type of fats to cook your things, Um, typically long-term storage oils. Um, So whatever oil of your choice, I usually opt for coconut oil or avocado oil. Those are really good cooking oils. And our ancestors loved rendering fats from animals. So lard is a really big one historically because that's what you got from your animals. And that's how you were able to cook meals. So think about cooking oils. Also, with all this food on hand, um, you want to think about the concept of first in first out. Obviously, a lot of us have been prepping for years, so we've purchased things um, a couple years ago and if it's not the long term storage dry foods from legacy mountain house or Augustin farms, likely, um, even though these things have um, a long shelf life, it's good to get in the habit of The first things you put in are the first ones out, so typically it's okay to get into your stock and eat some things, Um, so think about that. Also, what about gas? If you have an electric or gas stove, if the electricity's out, you're not gonna have access to cook on your electric stove. If the electricity's out, you may still have gas in that gas line um, and you can use some matches or a lighter to light that pilot. However, you need to think about other ways to cook. Uh, such as propane or just an ability outside to take some uh, dry wood and create a fire and cook outside. There's also tiny isobutane propane stoves that they sell to like backpackers and are really good for camping that can heat water pretty quickly or there are things called rocket stoves. So those are also good options. So in addition to food storage and buying things at the grocery store right now and stocking your shelves, let's think a little bit about the long-term food survival, not just having those longer shelf life items, but thinking about planting food. So there are lots of things you can buy on Amazon, survival seeds that you can stick in your freezer and those seeds will last forever. That way you can plant your garden. Um, You can get up to like 80 varietals of different fruits and veggies that you can plant and those are really good things to think about when you're also stocking your shelves of food is food that you can then plant so these are seeds water and power water 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 agua es la vida which is water is life you know you can't go more than three days without water so when you're talking about prepping and survival water is more important than anything And usually, if you don't track your water, usually one gallon a day per person is important. Mind you, that's just to drink and ingest. What about showers, brushing teeth, washing oneself, flushing toilets? Water goes quick. And so you can um, store your own water um, if you're in an area that's more drought prone. Like I'm originally from New Mexico, so that is a place where water is very critical. And so drought is kind of important to think about long-term water storage but if you're in an area here where i'm at in oregon there's water galore so you can think about rain collection and then filtrate, uh, filtration systems with that water but if you are looking at water containers there's a four pack of five gallon water containers on amazon for about 80 bucks so you can fill that up um, just think about first in first out kind of concept. Uh, so there's two types of things regarding water there's water filtration and water purification obviously when you're in a pinch purification is the easiest way to go because it removes the bacteria viruses and protozoas but not those particular matters that are in the water um, remember um on the oregon trail a lot of folks died from dysentery and some of our ancestors did as well because um tainted water Um, filtration on the other hand removes all the bacteria viruses protozoans and also the particulates in the water so it's a really good option there's lots of really cool water filtration systems out there but honestly a really cheap one on amazon is a life straw they even have family size for a little bit more but 18 bucks you can get a life straw or you can even get a life straw water bottle so you can put the dirtiest grossest water in there and it's going to filter out all those things and actually be okay for you to drink. So that's also a good option. So let's talk about power. Wow. Power outages are really common. So how do we think about alternative energy sources? Uh, Well, there's tons of portable solar panels. Those are going to be a little more pricey. Um, However, they have the ability to recharge those flashlights and lanterns. If you don't have batteries on hand, it's going to charge up your phone, Um, and any kind of electronics that you need. I think a good tip is how long can you go without power? Um, If you live in a house or an ability to have access to your breaker box, I suggest on a long weekend, you and your family turn off the power and see how you do. How do you keep the food in your fridge? Cool. What about your freezer? How do you cook? How do you clean? Um, It's a really good testament to how we're so dependent on power Power outages happen for a variety of reasons. It doesn't have to be the end of the world or a post-apocalyptic scenario, but power is very important to us. So think about alternative energy sources. Not all of us, unfortunately, can afford a full solar panel system or another type of alternative energy, but just think a little bit more uh, strategically about how you're going to approach that because it's a very important piece. I know they have solar Um, little generator things that aren't that pricey online compared to what a full home installation would be. There's also whole house generators through Generac. There's just a lot of different options. So begin thinking about that for a longer term survival scenario. Now let's talk about gas masks and respirators. You're not A true prepper unless you have a gas mask and you're ready for that nuclear warfare, post-apocalyptic world where we can't breathe. I'm just kidding. Honestly, if you're going to invest in a respirator, these are really good for a lot of different scenarios. Uh, But it's not a necessary thing. But of course, it's always nice to have that as that's where preppers get their, their reputation from. Um, However, as we've seen in 2020, uh, the COVID um, pandemic has shown us that definitely covering up with more than a cloth face mask is important. Um, So definitely respirators could come in handy. Um, However, they're not necessary. Um, Although I would like to have a Darth Vader one, that'd be kind of cool. I keep looking for one because that'd be fun to walk around with and have those dorky Star Wars voices. But yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Essential. So what else do you need during a survival situation or in order to prep yourselves? Well, don't forget toilet paper, right? (laughs) That's a good way to Clean yourself and freshen up or invest in a bidet or an ability to wash yourself. Um, But think about if you don't have access to water. They also sell waterless body wash. Uh, Baby wipes also work too, but we don't want to take these away from our parents out there that need those. So just think about strategically not to clean the shelves, but, you know, order some over time um also stock up on other over-the-counter medicines like ibuprofen tylenol if you have a headache or a migraine these are really good it's always good to be proactive and have electrolytes on stock emergency and any other kind of anti-diarrheals and kind of stomach meds because sometimes we might be eating something and our stomach might be upset and this is a really good way to kind of help ease that um for all our women out there if you're still menstruating, uh, this is also something to think about. I buy my pads and tampons in bulk at Costco, uh, but they also sell uh, washable pads as well on Amazon. So you can actually do that. Um, It's just a longer term option to make sure you survive um, being comfortable. Also some things to think about in like a first aid kit are kind of antibacterial things, um, gauze, And the things to clean like stings, Um, if you're outside going to garden over time, obviously there's insects and such and bees and all that. So just think about things that'll make you more comfortable. Uh, Clothing. If you're going to shelter in place, obviously you have your whole closet there. So you can pick and choose and do what you need to do. However, if you're going to bug out, you need to think a lot about the weather. And think about sun protection because um, sun can be really harsh. So think about having a hat, as well as some sunblock, etc. So some other essentials um, for those of you who may bug out, the one thing you need besides vehicle is gasoline. Um, people panic and start, um, as we saw with the 2020 um, COVID at the beginning, a lot of people freaked out and they started buying off the shelves and started impacting the supply chain. Um, but gasoline is really important. Um, however, in order to store it, you need to stabilize it because it does oxidize. It gets all gross. So stable is a good stabilizer, or you can fill your car with a large gas can and then go fill up that gas can. And then every month kind of, um, or every couple of months, um, constantly switch it out. So you're constantly, um, going through gas. Um, if you are going to bug out, uh, make sure you have some other critical, um, engine And also car maintenance pieces like make sure you have coolant on hand, oil and brake fluid and transmission fluid and possibly a portable air compressor for any kind of flats or any kind of dirt roads you're going to be on. Um, That's something that we don't think about. Also, let me just talk a little bit about there is a huge movement with prepping and there's a lot of subscription boxes and a lot of organizations out there that can help you with this however I'm also kind of at fault but there's a lot of gimmicky survival tools that you really don't need so I've um, subscribed to a lot of things over time and I've ended up canceling them because they're giving me gimmicky survival tools that I don't really need the most essential things you need is long-term food storage and space to do that water and some of the other essentials that I talked about such as meds as well as um, just different things to help you keep clean and also thinking about alternative energy sources. Entertainment. So another bit of advice is stock that library. If power goes out, if shit hits the fan, what are you going to do to keep yourself entertained? Board games cards, books. Also, how are you going to keep your knowledge up? So there are lots of books out there for survival skills, from edible herbs to canning to other kind of survival skill sets that it's good to have that in your library. So prepping, from PhD to prepper, that's where we're at, folks. Make sure you have that bug-out bag or a bug-in bag Um, and your stock. Determine where in your house you can fit all these storage items for long-term food survival as well as water. Um, Think about a couple of ways that you're going to start a fire and cook. You need to have some water filtration options, some way to do emergency communications. Think about surviving the first 72 hours and figuring out how you're going to keep all your food in your refrigerator and freezer cool Um, if you don't have an alternative energy source and the power goes off don't open the doors to your refrigerator and freezer very frequently and go through that food first before you hit the shelf stable items Um, survival hatchets and knives are always really good to have Um, those just can help with carving and making tools and just different things you need, um, outside in the garden or just in general. The furries. Okay, what about the furries? No, I'm not talking about the anthropomorphic animal characters out there as part of the fandom network i'm talking about your pets your cats your dogs your chickens whatever else you have on hand sometimes when we're prepping we forget to prep for them as well what are they going to need are they going to need flea and tick medicine are they going to need food that's shelf stable so think about your pets and don't forget about them personal defense Okay, let's talk about personal defense planning. So when things happen and the world changes and we become uncomfortable with what we're used to, it is human nature to get anxious and get desperate. And often we begin to focus on those lower aspects of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, such as meeting our physiological needs, such as hunger, and thirst over above and beyond everything else. So it's important to understand that because in a longer term scenario, the breakdown of society happens very quickly, as we've seen in a lot of scenarios that have played out in the real world, as well as what we've read and what we've seen. So you need to be prepared. You need to not dispel that you are a prepper worldwide. You need to keep that to those around you and those you trust, mainly because people take advantage of that. And I know that oftentimes people have told me that they're coming to me when the world ends and that I'm the person that they want to be near because I have a lot of skills. So thinking about that, you got to think about personal defense because It will come in handy when things happen and you need to fortify your stock and you need to protect yourself and your family. It's important to think about a personal defense plan. Now that's going to vary for each different type of person based on your values, experience, and background. Um, I'm not saying go out and buy an AR-15 or go out and buy another kind of firearm. I'm saying educate yourself, figure out what works best for you and your family in terms of defending your place. Whether you're bugging in or bugging out, you need to think about personal safety and defending yourself. That could also be pepper spray. That could be a machete, a knife, whatever that is. You need to think about defending yourself and making a plan for that. There are also tactical things that you can have that uh, you can have on keychains, etc., just to protect you and your family. So you need to make sure that you have a plan in place. This may not come to fruition. We hope to God it does not, but it's something you need to think about when you're planning for the world to look different than it is today. People are not okay with being uncomfortable and once people get out of their comfort zone, People get desperate, and they definitely behave differently. So in reference to personal defense planning, if you do choose a firearm, you have to realize and understand the context that we're in today. Since March of 2020, firearms and ammo are at its all-time highest demand in the United States. So if firearms are your choice for your personal defense planning, you need to think ahead because it's gonna be often difficult to get your hands on some of these critical resources. In addition, if you've never had any familiarity with firearms, I suggest that you take advantage of a lot of the free trainings that are available for you to understand how to utilize and discharge a firearm is gun safety is the most important thing. Getting in shape. So getting in shape as another survival tip. We don't often associate exercise with prepping. But anyone who's lived off the land and done things from scratch, we all know that it requires a lot of wear and tear on our bodies, especially our back and our core. So in order to prepare for longer-term disaster survival, you need to think about getting in shape physically. So focus on core exercises, any kind of cardio. Your stamina is going to need to be up to keep up with chopping wood for fire or going out and feeding the chickens and bending down and carrying waters and containers or bread baking is hard on your hands, especially for those with carpal tunnels. So thinking a lot about prepping your whole body to be prepared. So get in shape is an important motto to remember. Whether it's cardio or core, I suggest all of the above. Just making yourself stronger to withstand a long-term survival scenario. In summary, from PhD to prepper. We've talked about a lot today. And really, we've focused primarily on short-term survival planning. So from PhD to prepper, what are some tips One, food storage and stockpiling long-term food storage options, such as rice and beans and other things. Water, you can't go more than three days without water. It's important to understand how to have access to water, store your water, and different water filtration options. It's also good to know about alternative power sources. Whether it's stockpiling wood, having matches or lighters on hand, investing in small solar panels, or having generators, having access to propane or other gas options. You also need to think about having supplies on hand that are going to make you more comfortable, such as over-the-counter cold medicines or stomach meds, products to help with hygiene, clothing, etc., Entertainment is going to be important, from books to board games to possibly a musical instrument. Also, books can help with skill development. Personal defense planning. It's important to think long-term about how you would survive and protect you and your family and your stockpile of things. And lastly, thinking about staying in shape and focusing on building your body so you can withstand longer-term survival situations. So again, we've just focused on the short-term disaster planning. What about longer-term survival situations? Well, you need to ask yourself, where would you want to live in this scenario? Do you want to stay in the suburbs, the city, or would you rather live in the country? You need to think about some of those options. So preparing for a disaster now is too late. Whether that disaster is man-made or a result of Mother Nature, prepping for this disaster should have began yesterday. Kind of similar to the saying, the best time to plant a tree was yesterday and the next best time is today. It's the same concept. Prepping is a mindset. It's focused on building up your skill set, both physical and psychological, to be more proactive in managing the situations that often are outside of our control in our world to me farm chica prepping as being environmentally conscious thinking about mother nature being mindful of the social environment and economic experiences in my world in order to be ready to manage and deal with those thanks for listening to the farm chica podcast from my home to yours i appreciate you and i look forward to sharing some more sustainable wisdom